Welcome to Naturally Happy, the radio show and podcast. I'm Dr. Vidya Reddy. Are you ready to ignite your life? Because it's time to foster your happiness, your relationships, and your health. If you want to live with more passion, experience more freedom, and of course have so much fun, you're in the right place. So close your eyes, open your ears and your heart and join me on your journey to living happy naturally. What a pleasure and what a joy it is to be with you, working and exploring with you and loving with you. Hello everyone and welcome back to Naturally Happy. I'm Dr. Vidya Reddy. I'm so happy and so grateful that you're here every single week to learn, to grow, to make a difference in your life and in the life of others. I'm all about building a conscious community of change makers. All of you want to change your life and change the life of others and make an impact in this world. You are definitely in exactly the right place. Thank you for sharing your insights, your takeaways, the principles you are learning from these episodes on Instagram and Facebook. I'm always looking out to learn from what you are learning and make sure that you have subscribed, rated, and reviewed this podcast, which would mean so, so, so much to me. And in today's episode, we're going to continue our journey into Ayurveda. Today, I'm going to talk about the six Ayurvedic tastes and help you develop an Ayurvedic sleep routine. I really, really hope that this episode is useful and I hope that it's practical and applicable to every one of you listening. The information on Naturally Happy Podcasts is intended for your educational use only. It is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition before undertaking any diet, supplements, fitness, or other health program. So let me get started with the six tastes of Ayurveda. In Ayurveda, there are six tastes or rasas, sweet, known as madura, sour, known as amla, salty, known as lavana, bitter, known as tikta, pungent, known as kattu, and astringent known as kashya. Ayurveda recommends including each of these tastes in every meal. The belief is that incorporating all six tastes into your meals and adjusting the amounts to your personal constitution will help you maintain balanced nutrition and good health and feel satisfied overall. The six rasas. Taste is made up of the same five elements that make up the three doshas. Space is known as akasha. Air is known as vayu. Fire is known as tejas. Water is known as jalal. Earth is known as prithvi. And each taste has an effect on vata, pitta, and kapha. When your doshas are out of balance, these six tastes or rasas can help you repair this imbalance. Sweet, madura, decreases vata and pitta and increases kapha. The sweet taste is comprised of water and earth and is good for balancing vata and pitta. Of the six tastes, 
Sweet is known to be the most grounding and nourishing. When eaten in moderation, it promotes longevity, strength, and healthy bodily fluids and tissues. If you're trying to gain weight, sweet is the taste to emphasize. It's heavy, oily, and moist. It attributes to slow digestion. The sweet taste is prominent in foods such as wheat, rice, dairy, cereals, dates, pumpkins, maple syrup, and licorice. Sour, amla, decreases vata and increases pitta and kapha. The sour taste consists of water and fire. It stimulates appetite and saliva production and is balancing in its light, heating, and oily properties. The sour taste awakens the thoughts and emotions and can improve appetite, digestion, and elimination. It needs to be eaten in moderation because if you eat it in excess, it can quickly lead to aggression in the body. Some sour foods are lemon, vinegars, pickled and fermented foods, tamarind and wine. Salty, lavana, decreases vata, increases pitta and kapha. The salty taste consists of earth and fire. It's best for vata because it's grounding and hydrating in nature. Its heat may aggravate pitta and kapha. It also adds taste to foods, stimulates digestion, helps electrolyte balance, cleanses tissues, and increases absorption of minerals. However, too much salt can have a negative impact on the blood and skin. Examples of salty foods are sea vegetables, sea salt, tamari, black olives, Himalayan salt, rock salt, and processed foods that contain salt, although processed foods are not an ideal or recommended source of salt. Pungent, kattu, increases vata and pitta and decreases kapha. Fire and air make up the pungent taste. Pungent food is the hottest food of all the rasas and therefore stimulates digestion, improves appetite, clears sinuses, stimulates blood circulation, and heightens the senses. Pungent food may help you think quickly and clearly and understand complicated matters more easily. But too much pungent food, however, can make you overly critical. Pungent foods can aggravate pitta quickly and balance kapha. Vata handles pungent tastes the best when they are combined with sour, sweet, or salty foods. Some examples of pungent foods are hot peppers, ginger, onions, garlic, mustard, and hot spices. Bitter, known as tikta, increases vata and decreases pitta and kapha. Bitter taste consists of air and space. It's considered the coolest and the lightest of all tastes. Because of its cool qualities, it's highly detoxifying and can help remove waste products from the body. Bitter foods also help mental purification by freeing you from passions and sultry emotions. It's best for pitta and good for kapha and least beneficial for vata. Among bitter foods are raw green vegetables, turmeric, and green, black, and most herbal teas. Astringent, 
known as kashya, increases vata and decreases pitta and kapha. Astringent taste is made up of air and earth. It's cool, dry, and firm. Many beans and legumes are astringent and can cause gas, which is why it's a taste vata should eat in moderation. Pitta benefits most from astringent kashya tastes, coolness, and its dry, light attributes balance kapha. Like bitter food, astringent food will help mentally purify and strengthen you. Unripe bananas, green grapes, pomegranates, cranberries, green beans, alfalfa sprouts, and okra are all astringent foods. Now, let me talk very briefly about the six Ayurvedic practices to improve your digestion. The healing tradition of Ayurveda teaches that health and well-being depends on our ability to digest everything we take in from the environment, which includes not only the tangible substances like food and drink, but also our experiences, emotions, and impressions we take in via our sensory portals, namely our eyes, ears, nose, tongue, and skin. Agni is a Sanskrit term for digestive fire that breaks down the food and other things we digest from the environment, assimilating what is useful and eliminating the rest. When our digestive ability, or agni, is strong, we create healthy tissues, eliminate waste products efficiently, and produce a subtle essence called ojas. Ojas is a Sanskrit word that means strength and can be envisioned as the utmost vital essence. According to Ayurveda, our essence is the base for our clarity of perception, physical strength, and immunity. On the other hand, if our agni is weakened through improper eating, lack of activity, negative emotional energy, or unhealthy daily routine, our digestion will be hampered and we will produce toxins that get stored in the body. According to Ayurveda, this toxic residue, known as ama, is the root cause of disease. Now, let's uncover the root causes of digestive issues. Whether we're coping with weight loss issues or uncomfortable GI symptoms such as bloating, gas, or indigestion, often the underlying root problem is weak agni, or poor digestion. Unfortunately, in Western medicine, we aren't trained to ask the key question, how strong is my digestive fire? Instead, we concentrate solely on the foods going in. When a patient goes to a healthcare provider trained in conventional allopathic medicine, the treatment options for digestive issues are typically medications which serve to control symptoms but do not treat the underlying cause. Even when a healthcare provider's approach includes testing and the elimination of offending foods, this is only addressing a part of the problem. While this treatment addresses the food or agent being ingested, it doesn't look at why it's not being digested properly. Although eliminating foods that are bothersome can often alleviate symptoms, it is often difficult for patients to continually avoid those foods. It can often begin to disrupt their quality of life. The Ayurvedic concept of Agni allows us to expand the conversation into answering the most important questions. Why did the body begin to improperly digest 
or not tolerate this food? And how can we both eliminate the offending agent and concurrently increasing agni or digestive power? This approach opens the possibility of reintroducing the food at a future time, allowing the person to fully experience foods again. Now, let's get practical. Ayurveda recommends a variety of practical techniques for keeping our digestive fire strong. Incorporating these principles into your daily life can strengthen agni and in turn facilitate weight loss, improve metabolism of food, and minimize uncomfortable GI symptoms. Here are six powerful ways to strengthen your digestive agni. You're not going to be surprised that I'm going to say number one, meditate on a regular basis. Studies are increasingly confirming that genetic changes that occur with regular meditation will help restore the body's homeostasis, including the processes controlling digestion. To achieve maximum benefit, meditate for 20 to 30 minutes twice a day, once in the morning and once in the evening. Number two on how to increase our agni. Do some form of daily movement, whether it's a little yoga every morning or a daily walk. A recent study published in Diabetics Care showed that a short 15-minute walk after each meal helped control sugar spikes after eating. These short post-meal walks were more effective than taking a longer 45-minute walk just once daily. Number three, don't overeat. When you eat more food than your stomach can accommodate, we can't properly break it down. We also tend to produce more acid, thus causing reflux and indigestion. In addition, the amount of digestive enzymes produced may not be able to completely break down the volume of food ingested, which leads to more gas formation, discomfort, or bloating. Ayurveda recommends that we leave one-third to one-quarter of our stomach empty to allow space for our body to easily digest our meal. Here's a quick way to gauge an ideal portion of food for a meal based on your body size. Cup your hands together with your fingertips touching, forming the shape of a bowl. The recommended amount of food for a meal is the equivalent of two of these handfuls of food. Of course, you can eat less than two handfuls if your appetite is smaller. Number four, sip on ginger tea throughout the day and with meals. Ginger is known in Ayurveda as a universal remedy due to its many benefits for the body and it has been used for more than 2,000 years to treat digestive issues. Ginger can relax the smooth muscle of the intestines, thereby relieving symptoms of gas and cramping. A recent study in the European Journal of Gastroenterology found that ginger stimulates digestion by speeding up the movement of food from the stomach to the small intestine, and it helps eliminate digestive discomfort after eating. In addition, ginger can stimulate saliva, bile, and gastric enzymes to aid in digestion of food that has been just ingested. Here's a simple recipe for ginger tea. Ginger tea is refreshing and easy to make. Just add one teaspoon of grated or sliced fresh ginger root to a cup of hot water. You can prepare a larger batch and keep it in your thermos to sip throughout the day. Number five. 
eat your largest meal at lunchtime. Our bodies are most able to digest food at midday, when we are active. As studies have found, our digestive system secretes the highest concentration of digestive juices around noon, making this the best time to eat our largest meal. In the evening, our bodies are slowing down and preparing for sleep. If we eat our biggest meal at dinner, when our digestive fire is weaker, we will feel heavy and bloated and we will be more likely to have difficulty falling asleep. Number six, focus on releasing negative emotions. You've no doubt noticed that your emotions influence your digestion. You may get heartburn when you're under stress, lose your appetite when you feel sad, or become nauseated or even throw up before a big exam or presentation. A growing body of research is finding that stress associated with unprocessed negative emotions can inhibit the natural digestive process and lead to chronic digestive issues. By learning how to manage stress and release emotional turbulence, we can help our digestive tract work naturally and efficiently. Learn how to release emotional pain at naturally-happy.com slash emotional release. I've developed multiple powerful emotional release programs that you can use to let go of stored emotional pain. Proper digestion with strong agni plays a central role in our physical and emotional well-being. As Ayurveda recognizes, we are not what we eat, but we are what we digest. By making choices that strengthen our digestive ability, we form the foundation for good health and vitality. When I was in India studying Ayurveda in Kerala, one of my professors made the most powerful statement that still stays with me to this day. He said, if you don't have proper sleep, you have nothing. So, let me teach you how to get restful sleep according to Ayurveda. Restful sleep is the foundation of your mental and physical well-being. After a day of stimulating activity, your body needs deep sleep when your mind and body can rest and reset. When you're well-rested, you're more alert, able to process new information more efficiently, and you make better decisions. But on the other hand, when you are sleep-deprived, you're more likely to make mistakes and it takes longer to complete tasks. For maximum rejuvenation, I recommend a maximum of six to eight hours of restful sleep each night, keeping in mind that the hours before midnight are generally the most rejuvenating. For example, if you sleep eight hours between 10 a.m. and 6 a.m., you'll feel more rested than if you sleep eight hours between midnight and 8 a.m. To promote restful sleep, Try this evening routine, or at least parts of this routine. Eat a light dinner. Take a leisurely stroll after you eat. Minimize exciting, aggravating, or mentally intensive activities after 8.30 p.m. About an hour before bedtime, run a hot, yummy bath into which you place a few drops of relaxing abhyanga oil. Diffuse relaxing aromas in your bedroom. As your bath is running, 
perform a slow, self-administered oil massage known as Abhyanga and then soak in the warm tub for about 10 to 15 minutes. While soaking, have the lights low or burn a candle and listen to soothing music. After your bath, drink a cup of warm, relaxing herbal tea. If your mind is very active, journal for a few minutes before bed. Download your thoughts and concerns so you don't need to think about them when you shut your eyes. Read inspirational or spiritual literature for a few minutes before bed. Avoid dramatic novels or distressing reading materials. Do not watch television or do any work in bed. Once in bed, close your eyes and simply feel your body. Focus on your body and wherever you notice tension. Consciously relax that area. Then simply watch your slow, easy breathing until you fall asleep. I hope that after listening to this episode, that you will incorporate these tips for perfect digestion and establishing an Ayurvedic sleep routine into your daily life. Thank you for listening to this episode of Naturally Happy. Make sure you share it. Share what you've learned. Share what made you grow. Share what you're experimenting with. These are ideas that I want you to experiment with, play with, and learn from. Remember, this is your journey. I'm just facilitating it. I'm helping you grow. Thank you for trusting me and thank you for being here. I am so, so grateful. Thank you so much for listening through to the end of this episode. I hope that you're going to share this all across social media. Let people know that you've subscribed to Naturally Happy. Let me know. Post it and tell me what's the difference that it's making in your life. I'd love to see your thoughts and I can't wait for this incredible conscious community that we're creating of purposeful, happy people. Now, you are a part of this tribe, a part of this squad. Thank you for being here and I can't wait to share the next episode with you. In peace, love and gratitude. Till next time.